Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of What the Chell, your friendly neighborhood, non-misogynistic hockey podcast. We are your hostesses. I'm Haley. And I'm Natalia. And Natalia was a good Swifty this past weekend and did the absolute most for Taylor in Vegas. (laughs) So if she's sounding a bit off, she's still recovering. How are you holding up, girly? I'm doing okay. Yeah, I got my little mug of warm tea and i'm gonna be plugging through this episode as best (laughs) as i can we got this um i can't imagine how miss swift is holding up after performing for literally three hours straight two nights in a row she's insane 44 songs holy like she's Um, not human no she's not (laughs) she's absolutely not um but if she's anything like me i do hope she's got a big warm cup of tea too (laughs) um (laughs) Yeah, my throat is not happy with me after screaming my heart out two nights in a row in Vegas. Um, but I had a blast. Good. Um, it looks incredible. Oh, it was. Yeah, like the post-concert depression is in full swing. Um, my next show in July feels way too far away. So yeah. um, when, are you, when are you seeing her again? When's May. Your show? May seems far. It seems far. I mean, it's like, I mean, we're almost in April here, so. It's going to sneak up on us. Yeah, but I'm so ready. I haven't been watching videos at all. Like, I'm trying to not watch videos at all. So it's like a complete surprise. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I've seen pictures of, like, her outfits and stuff, and, like, I kind of know the set list, but I'm, like, not watching the performances so that it's, like, fresh. I'm so excited for you. (laughs) You're going to have such a blast. I'm, I'm so, so, so excited. Anyways. Okay. Enough about Taylor Swift. <laughs> not a Taylor Swift podcast. <laughs> Unfortunately. Although it might as well be with all of the Swifty coded things that we throw in. Honestly, it wouldn't be us if we didn't talk about Taylor Swift. <laughs> oh, yeah. It absolutely would not be. Okay. Okay. <laughs> We're actually going to jump into hockey now. We have some hockey news to get started with. Um, The Toronto Six won the PHF Isabel Cup. It was a really exciting game. It was back and forth goal scoring. Like no team was ever up more than one goal. It was like one, one, two, two, three, three. Um, Teresa Venetiava scored the overtime winner. I hope that pronunciation. Hope I said it right. She scored the OT winner, and the Six took it four to three. Um, I was watching on TV, but unfortunately, the stands looked insanely empty. Like, they didn't even fill up half of Mullet Arena. Oh, gosh. Which is, like, so sad. Like, they only had them sitting on one side, like they did at the PWHPA. Um, it's such a bummer when you think about it. Like, it's such yeah. an exciting game. I, do, I just don't know what we can do to get more people to go out and support women's hockey. Like, yeah, I, it's so much fun and it's really reasonable to go and see a game. So I don't know what's going on there. Yeah, I but. think tickets were only like twenty five or thirty dollars for some yeah. really good cup final hockey. Like and it was a good game. It was re- it was really exciting. It seems like it. Yeah. Dang. Yeah, we got to we got to get more people out there. <laughs> yeah, we got to get people like rolling out in troves because this seems like something people are missing out on for sure. Yeah, definitely. Um, In terms of playoff news, we do have some playoff news in the NHL as well. Um, The Maple Leafs have clinched, as well as the Devils, the Bruins, the Hurricanes, and the Rangers. Um, Will the Maple Leafs make it past the first round? We'll see what happens. Let's hope. (laughs) It's going to be a really fun series this year. I'm excited. Yeah. um, I guess if you're a team in the West, you just are never going to 
clinch playoffs. Like these yeah. are all East teams. The East is so stacked; it's insane. It really is. But yeah, make I'm for a fun series for sure. I'm really looking forward to playoffs this year because I know the Caps are not making it to playoffs. There's <laughs> no shot in hell, but I think it's still going to be fun to watch, even as you know, someone that doesn't have their team there. <laughs> Sometimes it's nice to not be so invested. Like That's I will true. say last season, like not having anybody in the playoffs to watch was not such a bad thing. Like I know my Islanders are kind of holding on to that wild card spot this season, but um, sometimes it's nice to not be invested. And it was nice because I like I like a lot of the players on the avalanche. So kind of half yeah. rooting for them last season was yeah. good. Um, yeah, I can just like enjoy good hockey and not be exactly. stressed. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> Which is a very, very underrated experience, I will say. Yeah. Um, speaking of good teams, uh, the Bruins, David Pasternak has recorded his first career 50-goal season, which is awesome. Wow. He's the sixth player in Bruins history to do so, and on his 50th goal, it was also his 600th NHL point. So that was a super big goal for him. My favorite thing was seeing like all of the pasta puns. Yeah, where like people were like, "Oh, pasta's cooking." There's so many. There, they went crazy with full it. serve of pasta. Like <laughs> so many good puns. Love that. Um, Ken Johnson of the Blue Jackets scored a solo Michigan, which is funny because he's an alum of UMich. Um, pretty impressive. Yeah, sick goal. Um, it also happened on the 27th anniversary of the first Michigan. Um. It wasn't the first Michigan he scored. He actually pulled one off during the 2022 World Juniors Tournament as well. So, love to see it. Michigan's yeah. in Ohio. Yeah. Uh, we we love good goals. We say it all the time. We just Even love if they goals. come from the Blue Jackets. <laughs> you know what? It's kind of nice that they're, like, trying to impress me. Yeah. So, you're like, you're like you. Shania Twain. That don't impress me much. <laughs> I love that. I love it. <laughs> um, in terms of college hockey, Quinnipiac, Michigan, Boston University, and Minnesota will be playing in the Frozen Four. Um, the regionals were super exciting to watch, so we're looking forward to some good games in the final. The semis happen on April 6th, and the final happens on April 8th in Tampa, and both of those will be televised on ESPN2, so make sure you tune in for some good, fun, exciting college hockey. Love that. Yeah. All right. That's about wraps up our news. For our rambly bits this week, we had two listener questions that were a bit lengthy, and we thought it would be fun to kind of expand on them rather than just have them in, can I ask you a question? Um, so we're going to start off with this question from Farouk Malou. and My uncle. <laughs> Natalia's uncle. Shout out to you. <laughs> Um, the question is, if you were starting a team and McDavid and Crosby are in the draft, who do you take and why? I'm which, very curious what your answer we is. We thought here. that was a really, that's a really cool question. Like, I it really stumped like us it. a little bit. Yeah, I had a very to, hard question. I had to think about it for a while and I was, look, you know, comparing stats and thinking, you know, how I've seen them play and stuff. Um, do you want me to go first? Yeah, hit me okay. with it. I'm very excited to hear your answer. Um, I feel like I have to go with McDavid. Okay. Okay. Crosby is an absolutely incredible player. I don't want to discount him. Like, he recorded 102 points in his rookie season, which, like, wow, okay, that's really impressive. <laughs> that's 
Um, but I feel like Connor McDavid is just more consistent on the ice than Sydney is. Um, in his rookie season, McDavid scored 48 points in 45 games. And then every season since then, except for 2019-2020, he scored over 100 points. Um, wow. Yeah. On the other hand, like Sidney Crosby's point totals kind of waver and are much less consistent and impressive. And I just feel like McDavid's speed, scoring opportunities, and style like just outshine Crosby. And like Sidney's good at creating chances for others. Like I feel like he's really good on the mm-hmm. assist, whereas McDavid can just do it himself and consistently follows through. And I just feel like I love Sidney Crosby's personality like 4,000 times more. Um, But I just feel like McDavid is just an absolutely stellar hockey player. And I just feel like he kind of outshines Crosby. Hmm. Well, I picked Crosby. Okay. For some good conversation. (laughs) I'm surprised that we picked two different people. Me too. I want to hear why. Um, Yeah. I mean, I think. Like, there's no doubt that McDavid has it all when it comes to pure skill. Um, But in terms of the player that has, like, the it factor that I want to build my team around, I'm going to choose Crosby. Um, It's really hard to kind of compare the two, especially when it comes to points, because Crosby missed out on 114 games in the prime of his career um, because he had those, like, concussion-related injuries. Mm, I forgot about that, um, yeah. I think Crosby kind of has – this ability to lead his team to big wins when they matter most. And I haven't really seen that from McDavid yet. Cause he just really hasn't had that opportunity to. Um, and they're obviously like very supremely, they're obviously supremely talented players, but if you fill in those stats for Crosby, I think he would have been putting up offensive numbers, very comparable to McDavid. Um, and I think that would have also made it an easier call. Cause I would expect those to be strong as well. Um, yeah. He did miss out on like a huge offensive peak. Um, and I think it's also really easy to talk about like skill and speed, which obviously McDavid has, like, there's no doubt about that. But in my humble opinion, um, I feel like the guys who grind and have that like true grit are really the difference makers in the game today. Um, I feel like that's a conversation that people might, or like a, I feel like that's an opinion that people might disagree with me on. But to me, like, I've just seen people like Crosby who have that grinding ability to be the difference makers in the game and I think he's shown that time and time again yeah um the other thing we can see is how Crosby's aged where we haven't been able to see that with McDavid yet and I think um like Crosby's aged like fine wine like he really hasn't slowed down that much and he's continued to adapt his game as he's gotten older um, so I think it'll be really interesting to see what McDavid's performance looks like as he gets older. Um, yeah. And if he can kind of keep up that same cadence of high performance and um, high scoring as well. Um, I think to me, like, that's why I'm choosing to build around Crosby because he just seems like he's reliable and he's got that work ethic. Um, and like I said before, like that ability to lead. Um, so to me, he's really proven himself as like a complete player and, um, you can see that with his career success so far. So to me, we're still looking forward with McDavid and we've seen a lot of those like flashy explosive plays, um, and obviously the impressive speed, but that's just not enough for me to like build my team around right off the bat. 
So that's why I'm picking Crosby. Plus, I just like him better. So <laughs> I guess I can't be mad. That's fair. I I totally see what you're saying. Like, Crosby is definitely, like, a born leader. And yeah. I feel like he kind of, like, he kind of shines on and off the ice, which for sure is yeah, important. Yeah. It is important. Yeah. I think it's something that you want to build your team around. If you, like, in moments where you need someone to rally your team – like I'd pick Crosby over McDavid any day yeah but McDavid's really fun to watch so if that's what you're building your team based off of yeah then he's a fair pick too like I, I don't honestly think go wrong either way yeah I honestly didn't even think about like off the ice I was going like pure like on ice skill when I was choosing <laughs> and it's, that's why I went with very, McDavid like, it's one of those questions and like props to my uncle for asking it because it can go either way like it really just depends on what you're building your team based on yeah because, like, if we're basing it based on personality, <laughs> I'm not picking I'm not picking McDavid. Sorry. No, absolutely not. But, um, yeah. Yeah. I love that. That was that's a great true. question. I would – I am very interested to see, like, how McDavid ages. Same. And yeah. I, I mean, I think he'll do really well, and I think he will be one of those players like Crosby or Ovechkin or, you know, whoever, as they age, like – they adapt their game and they still stay consistent, mm-hmm. but it will mm-hmm. be interesting to see. I think it's going to be really cool to see when he's, when he's got the opportunity to lead his team to a yeah. victory in that way and like see what he does in those moments where really solid, incredible plays or what make a difference. Like I want to see when he's got that opportunity, what's going to happen. Yeah. Cause I like, I feel like he will do it. I um, think so. I too. feel like he'll step up his game, but I'm. I just don't think he's had the opportunity to yet. No, so. he, and he, he honestly, as much as I like, can't stand him. He deserves a cup. Like, oh we, yeah, he does. We need There's to see no McDavid get a cup. Like, yeah. And yeah. I, I think he will get there one day. He just he needs a better team and a better support system yeah. behind him. We'll see what happens with the yeah. Oilers. Yeah. yeah. But um, that was a good question. I like. That. Yeah, it was. It was. I think it's it's hard to compare the two of them too. It like, is. Yeah. You're looking at someone who's older than the other person, and the game was different. It changes all the time. Yeah. And um. Anyways, yeah, I'm going on a tangent now, but I think that was a great question. So thank you for asking <laughs> that at my uncle. <laughs> All right, our um, second rambly question comes from our Instagram friend Brianna, or Brianna. I'm sorry, girly, I don't know how to say your name. <laughs> um, her at on Instagram is the Briannagram. And um, her question is Who would be on your dream starting line? Can be any players from any team. And so we took this question and we divided it into two parts. So we're going to give our dream starting lines based on skill. And then our dream starting lines based on vibes. <laughs> <laughs> Which, of course, we had to do. Of course. It wouldn't be us if we didn't. No. Do you want to start with skill? Yeah, sure. Okay. So it's got to be kind of funny, but my center is Connor McDavid. Oh. <laughs> um, I know I just opted for Cosby over him, but if you want to like hear my justification for that, you can rewind. Um, I'd just be an idiot not to pick him. So if I were basing this solely on skill, which is exactly what we're creating this lineup based on um i have to pick him he brings the speed he brings the scoring ability and while i think he's quite literally blander than like unsalted chicken broth um (laughs) that's what we're picking based on so he's what i'm going with for my center 
Um, in terms of my right wing, I'm going with Miko Rantanen. Um, okay. I think he's super underrated. I don't know why he doesn't get talked about more besides the fact that he just kind of falls into the shadow of Nate McKinnon. Yeah. Um, but he's a really consistent and dominant offensive force. He's one of the best two-way wingers in the NHL. Um, I don't know why I wouldn't go with him. I think it'd be really, really fun to see what he can do on a line with McDavid. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I'm giving him a spot to do what he does best. And going to um, flank the other side with my left wing, Kirill Kaprizov. Okay. Um, I just think he's super fun to watch. Yeah, I um, like Kaprizov. He's Yeah, he was on my fantasy team last year and did not let me down. Um, he's also just like a solid playmaker. He's got great hockey sense. Um, I think sticking him with McDavid and Rantanen would be insane. Like, I'd love to see that happen. So I'd love to see those three on my um, forward core. Nice. And in terms of my defense, um, gotta pick Kale McCarr. I mean, I do I really need to justify this one? Probably not. No. <laughs> um, in just four seasons, he's won the Calder, a Con Smythe, a Norris, and the Cup. I think that says it all. Um, yeah, it'd be pretty ridiculous not to have him in my starting lineup. And then on the other side, I want Dougie Hamilton. Mm. Um I picked him in fantasy this year, and he really hasn't let me down, um, so he's my pick here, too. Um, to me, he just really stands out as, like, a consistent offensive contributor, even as a defenseman. Um, plus, the dude is 6'6 six, six and 230 pounds. Holy cow. So, Seriously? Um, yeah. Whoa. <laughs> yep, my dude's massive, so you can't be mad at that. He's not really, like, a um, super, I don't know what the word is. What's the word? Like, he's not a physical guy. Okay. He's not a super physical guy. He doesn't guy. hit a lot and stuff. He doesn't hit a lot. But you can't be mad at having, like, a dude as big as him on your back end. Yeah. So, um, I'd be really curious to see what him and McCarr can do offensively, but I also trust them to hold up the back end either way. Yeah. Um, and then in terms of my goalie, I'm picking Andre Vasilevsky. Um, I already talked about how much I love him on last week's episode, so go back and listen to that one. But um, he's also just, beyond being a cat guy, he's, like, so so solid skill-wise. And he's reliable, which is exactly what you want in a goaltender. So for that, he's getting a spot in my starting lineup every time. Yeah. That's a solid, solid lineup. Thank you. Thank you. We have three players that overlap. Okay. Pretty good. Pretty good. I'm curious who they are. Okay. So I kind of like structured mine differently than you did. You kind of justified each player individually. I'm going to give my whole lineup and then I have my justification because I kind of intertwine them with each other. Um, So my left wing is Alex Ovechkin. Center, Connor McDavid. Nice. Right wing, David Pasternak. My defensive pairing is Roman Yossi and Kale McCarr. Ooh. And my goalie's Andre Vasilevsky. I'm not surprised with our overlap. Yeah. I mean, it. Th- those are pretty obvious. So I'm really excited about this lineup. I mean, my forwards, that's like a power line. Like, Ovi McDavid pasta. Like, that's so that's good. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, can you imagine Connor McDavid passing to Ovi in his office? Like, that would just be, sh- like, chef's kiss. And then, like, <laughs> the speed and dynamic play of those three would just 
make an absolutely incredible line and it would be so exciting to watch. Like, it's no surprise that these three are all insanely talented forwards and even in his, you know, aging, Ovi's still on fire and chasing Wayne Gretzky's goal record. Connor McDavid leads the league in points this season and in multiple past seasons. And Pasta's approaching 100 points this season and scores nearly every game. So it's just three really consistent, really dynamic and powerful players on my forward line. And I just think they would be so much fun together. I'd be terrified to play against them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, that would be ridiculously scary. <laughs> um, as far as my defense, Yossi is a Norris Trophy winner. And not only is he a great defenseman, but he's really good on offense too. And he has led um, all defensemen in points, power play goals, and shots on goal at various points in his career. And then, like you said with Kale McCarr, like, do we need to really expand? (laughs) He's the first player in NHL history to win the uh, Conn Smythe Trophy, Norris Trophy, Stanley Cup, and the Hobie Baker Award as the top men's player in D1 hockey. So he's insane. Um, Like, there's really no question. And then Andre Vasilevsky, he's helped the Lightning win back-to-back cups and make it to the third final. He's just, he's a big guy. He's flexible and really dynamic. And he's also a Vezina Trophy winner. So I'm just stacking my line with trophies. <laughs> Love that. Love that. I'm curious who people would pick between our two lineups. So I think we should put a poll. Oh, yeah. Which do you think? See, like, which, do you which think one do you think? Yeah. In terms of skill. We should. I like that. Okay, we'll do that. We'll put it up on our Instagram story. So go vote, people. Yeah. Okay, vibes. Okay. I was, this was honestly, I feel like this was harder than the skills one. Oh, it was. <laughs> oh, I struggled so hard. And the worst thing was is like, I'd look someone up and I'd be like, damn it, he's not a right wing. <laughs> like, um, honestly, it makes entirely no sense to have any of these players play together, like at all. But I know they'd have a good time, and that's what matters here. It would be, it would be like a like backyard street hockey like vibes, <laughs> just like an OVR hanging out. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Mine are actually kind of random too. Like, I just feel like they all bring good vibes, and I don't know if they'd bring good vibes together. But okay, I hope st- start us off. I'm excited. Okay, okay, okay. I kind of did mine the same way as I did my last one. Okay, so um. Gotta start out with my center, Trevor Zegras. Surprise! Um, you already knew I was going to pick him at some point. So we all know he brings the vibes. He brings the personality that we all know and love. Plus, he's scared, he's, well, plus he scores his share of gorgeous, gorgeous goals. So that brings the entertainment value. Um, I also kind of love the idea of like stirring the pot and picking a player that people on Twitter love to hate without any solid reasoning. So he's a shoe in <laughs> Um, the reason I didn't pick Pasta in my last lineup is because I picked him here. Um, are you kidding? Like, I have to pick him. Um, he's the main provider of good vibes across the league. Yeah. He's also a style icon, a karaoke king, and he's reliable when it comes to scoring on top of it all. So, um, he's my right-hand man for sure. No doubt about it. (laughs) Um, as for my, like, next three, I'm not really picking based on vibes. <laughs> I'm more picking based on who I'm pissed my teams got rid of. 
So um, <laughs> for my left wing, it's Anthony Beauvillier. Love it. Um, and before you argue with me on the vibes, go Google a video of him singing Justin Bieber. And that's all the justification I need here. Oh, Bo um, brings all the vibes. He's just he's such a, like, so happy-go-lucky guy. Like He just doesn't, like, seem like he brings it on the surface. Like, you got to dig a little deeper with him. Yeah. Um, people are lazy. Dig a little <laughs> deeper when it comes to Bo, and you'll adore him. I promise you. Aww. Also, go and look up his, like, entire thing with Anna Kendrick, because that was so funny. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Um, okay. As for my defense... My defenseman. Um, I'll never, ever forgive the Ducks for trading Josh Manson away, um, except for the fact that I got to see him win the cup with the Avs last season. And I really have no justification here other than he's, like, the best girl dad in the league, and he's one of the sweetest players that I've ever had the chance to meet. So Josh Manson gets a spot because we love him. My other defenseman, who, once again, I will never, ever forgive the Ducks for trading away, um, is Brandon Montour. Oh, I know you're surprise, not surprised. Natalia picked yeah. Brandon Montour. You guys I adore haven't heard him. her. You guys haven't gotten to hear her obsession over Brandon Montour yet. He's so good and so <laughs> underrated. Like I don't understand why we would trade him away. Um anyways, I loved watching him play and dude's got a killer one-timer and um like it's nice to watch him thrive in Florida, but I would really prefer to watch him thrive on my own starting lineup. So for my goalie, I know it's a cop-out practically picking almost all Ducks or former Ducks, but he levels off the lineup with the perfect amount of sass, so I'm going with him. Don't at me. It's John Gibson. Hell yeah, John Gibson! <laughs> but it's only under the condition that in this made-up scenario, the refs let him fight. Retweet. Love it. That is a super vibey lineup. I love that you just used it to, like, rant about players that you're sad or are gone <laughs> it seemed like a good opportunity it is it is so, okay they're vibey love it that would be a fun fun lineup to watch i'd be very grateful about it and i would never trade any of them away no <laughs> okay um so my vibes lineup i have on left wing jason robertson nice um my center Duh, had to pick Trevor Zegras. <laughs> I mean, that's our only overlap on this one. Um, my right wing is Mitch Marner. Love that pick. Which, love. Uh, my defensive pairing is going to sound so funny, but I'll explain it. My defensive pairing is Quinn Hughes and Eric Gustafson. <laughs> what? I'll explain it in a second. Okay. And then my goalie is Ilya Sorokin. Aww. Okay, so let me Dang give... Ilya. Let me give my justifications. Um, so you simply cannot pick a team based on vibes without picking Trevor Zegras. Like he's sure. the de- he's the definition of good vibes. Um, and Jason Robertson is just adorable to me. He looks like a little cartoon character, <laughs> and he just seems like so happy and bubbly all the time. And he just like oh I just want to like squeeze him he's just so cute and I just he's feel like he's so stoked to be there honestly. he is he's just so excited about life <laughs> and I just love it and then Mitch Marner also just radiates good vibes and he has a really cute dog and he would just like vibe really well with the other two on his line I think and like even like not vibes but skill I feel like those three would be a lot of fun to watch together just like these three young guys that are really dynamic, really good players. And so I 
I, I go with those three as my forwards. Um, and then <laughs> I chose Quinn Hughes simply because he looks miserable all the time <laughs> and it kind of cracks me up. And so like, I'd love to see him with these others that are like super happy, go lucky and upbeat. And I just want to like, I want them to, to get him out of his misery. I want to see oh. him like happy and excited. Um, and then Eric Gustafson isn't super well-known across the league, uh, but he was a former capital, and I absolutely loved him. And just like you, I'm just mad that he was traded. Um, <laughs> he's just, like, so sweet. And also we could use some mature girl dad vibes on this lineup um, with all these young guys. Eric Eric's a little bit older, and he's just, like, ugh, he's just the I best. love how we both picked girl dads for our defense. <laughs> You just, like, can't beat a girl dad, honestly. No, you like, can't. You genuinely can't. Um, and then Ilya Sorokin is just sunshine in human form. Aww. And would just round out this incredible line with, like, the happiest and best vibes. He's another one that's just, like, excited to be there. <laughs> truly. Truly he is. Like, I just... His little, like, crack into a smile in at the all-star game just like lives rent-free in my head where he was just like trying to hold it together and he just couldn't because he was just so excited to be there and it's just so cute i love him i really do with my whole entire heart (laughs) yeah so we got like a super like happy excited to be there line except for quinn hughes and i'm hoping they can pull it out of him so (laughs) honestly Thank you, Brianna, for giving us the opportunity to just rant about players we love. Yeah, that was that was a super fun question. <laughs> Adore it. I, I love, love how she probably didn't even really mean for that to happen, and we just took it and made that happen ourselves. Yeah. But um, thank you for the opportunity, nevertheless. Thank you. Thank you. I hope you are listening, and I hope you liked the way that we answered your question. Because <laughs> we really ran with it. I'm really curious to see what other people think about like these same questions like i'd love to see other people's answers too so yeah add us give us your slide your into our dms answers. yeah we'd love to hear okay so continuing with questions we got lots of questions we should call this episode can i ask you a question i love that name we have we have to we, we have, have so to. many questions okay so we're gonna do everybody's favorite segment can i ask can you I a ask question, question. <laughs> And I got the Caps cap again. Love that. Okay. Love a good cap. All right. This question says, what would you want a fan to bring to you to trade for a puck or stick? Ooh. I stole this one from our boys over at Late Arrivals Pod. (laughs) They they answered it and I was like, oh, that's a good question. We're going to steal that one. I feel like we should shout out Chris again just to catch him off guard. (laughs) Hey, Chris. Hey. (laughs) Hope you're enjoying your run. (laughs) Um, Okay. Oh, gosh. So my favorite candy of all time is Twix. So if somebody brought me a Twix, like, I would be very happy. I think that's a very good pick. I love candy. Like, I think candy is a great way to go. Yeah. Um. Specifically, if anybody ever brought me, like, Canadian chocolate or Canadian candy, Mm. they're immediately getting a puck or a stick. (laughs) Okay. I don't know. I feel like there's kind of tears to it. Yeah. Like, 
you have to bring me something a little bit better for a stick. You know what I mean? Okay, that makes sense. Like, Twix is, like, good puck material. Yeah. But, like, I want to know you you put an effort if I'm going to mm. give you my stick, you know? It, yeah. If you bring me a Starbucks gift card, I'll give you my stick. Ooh, okay. Okay. <laughs> Starbucks is good. Yeah. What's your go-to Starbucks order? Uh, pink drink. Because I'm a basic white girl. <laughs> I, I don't I don't drink coffee. I think coffee tastes like mud water. Um <laughs> So okay. uh, I go pink drink or chai latte, depending on the vibes. Good picks. Oh, now I, I got to get Starbucks. After. I'm I'm flying today, and I love to get Starbucks at the airport whenever I'm flying. So I'm going to have to do that. I feel like it, like no airplane. <clears throat> I feel like no airplane trip is complete without getting a Starbucks. Yeah, right? It's like, like, like it you just feels to. right. It does. It does. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like I really want to see, see like see people try. Like bring me some like old retro Taylor Swift merch for for my stick. Ooh, that would let's be a, go like that would be a puck and a stick from me if you yeah. brought me Taylor merch. You get a hug after the game too. <laughs> you want the jersey off my back? Here you go. Bring me some OG Taylor Swift merch. <laughs> oh man! Thank God I'm not a hockey player. <laughs> you want your fans to go all out. Yeah, work for it. Come on now. I want a poster. I want the whole nine yards. They just sticks are expensive. Bring you like a gift basket. Yeah. I love you. Asked. You answered. You delivered, girly. Okay. (laughs) All right. Ooh, what is the best meal that you've had while on vacation? Ooh. Okay, I gotta think about that one. Okay, I know mine because um, you go I, first. I went to Italy last summer. Oh, that's where all holy cow! <laughs> so, um, I had this pasta, and the sauce that was on the pasta was like a spinach ricotta sauce. Ooh! Oh, uh, I I don't even know how to describe it. It was genuinely like the best thing I have ever eaten in my entire life. Like, it was just, it was creamy and so flavorful, and the pasta was just cooked perfectly, and I was eating, like, al fresco outside in the Italian, the Tuscan countryside. Oh, my gosh. That was, like, the best trip of my entire life. You look like you're in heaven right now. Oh, it was just just thinking about it. I wish y'all could see her. My mouth is watering just thinking about it. Like She's literally on cloud nine. All the food I had in Italy was so good. Like, and their Italians know their food. They know their food. And their produce there is like so much better than here in the States. Like we had some grapes and they were like the I don't even like grapes that much. They were like the <laughs> best grapes I have ever had. Like everything was just so much better there. <laughs> but Ec- yeah. I like when I went to um when I studied abroad in Europe. And, like, I, this isn't really my best meal, but I'm kind of just echoing off of what you're saying about produce because their dairy is crazy good, too. Oh, okay. And I haven't been to Italy, but in Paris, like, we would go to Starbucks and we would be on cloud nine because their dairy is just so good. And, like, I'm not really good with dairy. Like, my stomach doesn't really like it. Yeah. But I could drink so much of their dairy and be just fine because huh. it's just such good dairy. Wow. Um and everything is creamier and richer and like yeah. even the like 
basic Starbucks drink tastes so much better because it's got good milk. Mm. Highly recommend Parisian milk, huh. European milk in general, and produce. Yeah. But um, so I good. kind of have two that I was thinking of while you were chatting. Um, but echoing off of Europe, um, when I was studying abroad, like I just said, um, my friends and I visited Mykonos in Greece. Ooh, I want to go um, there so badly. And it's it's so crazy because, like, literally all we had was chicken, french fries, and salad, <laughs> which, like, I know that sounds so basic, and I am basic in terms of my food taste. I know you're laughing at me Natalia goes to Greece and gets chicken tenders. Stop! <laughs> it wasn't chicken tenders. It was, like, grilled chicken. But I, like, I kid you not, it was easily one of the best meals I've ever eaten for, like, no good reason. I Like, I don't know if it was lined with, like, crack cocaine or something like that. <laughs> But the Greeks know what they're doing. I'll tell you that much. Um, and then my second one, also a pasta dish because pasta is the best. Um, the lobster ravioli at Kennedy's Pub in Boston. And I remember it. I was in fifth grade. Oh, my god! Because I went there for a class trip. Um, <laughs> I still think about how good it was. Wow. And it shut down recently because of the pandemic. And I'm so sad because I'll never have it again. And I can't cope with that. I Aww. really can't. But it was so good. And, like, no lobster ravioli I've had since as compared to it. That's so, so funny to me that, like, as a fifth grader, you were like, mm, I want lobster ravioli. See, that's what you get for making fun of my palate. <laughs> Your palate has regressed. <laughs> like, <laughs> gotten more childlike as you've gotten older. Honestly, yeah. <laughs> that's how, I mean, I'm, I'm allergic to shellfish. So I you couldn't are, eat yeah. that. But I'm sure it's delicious. <laughs> It was. And I'm sure your Greek chicken and fries was that that don't that even sounds come good. for me. No, they probably I know like I love Greek food because I love their seasoning. Like I bet the chicken was just so like flavorful and just seasoned so well. I love Mediterranean food in general. It's so simple, but it's so good. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Ugh. So now good. I'm hungry. I know. I want to go back to Italy so bad. <laughs> Take me with you next time. Yes, girls trip to Italy. Let's go on like a, a WTC trip to Europe. Let's do it. For no reason except for to try their food. Just go on a food tour of Western Europe. Like Down. Why Let's not? Go. Okay, sounds good. You're already going to the airport. That's true. I'll just <laughs> meet you there. You already have your airplane Starbucks. <laughs> oh, gosh. Okay, one more question to round it off. What arena do you really want to see a game in? Ooh, okay. Mm. Um. Oh, gosh. Hmm. Had I not visited you already, I would say Honda Center because I'd want to see the Ducks, <laughs> but I've already been there. So I feel like I want to say MSG. Like, I want to go to Madison that's Square Garden. That's a good pick. And that's it's just, one of the most iconic venues in the world. It's so iconic. I've seen I've seen it on the outside. I've been to New York a handful of times, but I've never done anything inside. And it just looks it's like cool and it's historic and like it's just it's like I feel like it's like the hockey arena. <laughs> like I think that's on my list too for sure. Yeah. Um plus like a trip to New York City is never a bad thing. Yeah. I also want to go to Bridgestone since my parents live in Nashville. Like, that would have been on my list too, but I've yeah I've, I've been. been. There. So you know, next time I go to Nashville, hopefully it's hockey season and I can. Oh, I'm going in October. Oh, yes, Perfect. I can go to a g- 
game at Bridgestone in October. Okay. I might have to crash that trip. Come with me. I'm just dog sitting. <laughs> I'm very down. That sounds great. Bridgestone Arena has some good atmosphere for sure. I mean, yeah, they I know what they're doing. Forward to it. I I love that like right where it is, you know, right on Broadway and like the honky tonks and like it's just like a fun area in Nashville. Yeah, because you roll right out of the game and you're like right in the center of it yeah. all. Yeah. <clears throat> I think for me, I really want to go see a game at Bell Center in Montreal. Okay. Um, because I've just heard that the atmosphere there is amazing. And um, I also really want to visit Montreal. Like, I've never been. I haven't um, either, but I would like to go. My parents have been and just, like, adored it. They thought it was just absolutely beautiful and fabulous. Yeah. So I'd and love to historic. go. it's historic. Like, I think, I think it'd be really cool. And then I also, like, I'm obsessed with French. Yeah. Um, so I also think it'd be cool to hear, like, how much of the in-arena announcing is done in French versus English. Oh, yeah. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, so I think that'd be really cool. Oh, yeah. Okay, we're also going to go to Montreal. <laughs> Class trip, let's go. We are just planning our entire itinerary for the rest of our lives. <laughs> Honestly, I'm not mad at it. <laughs> what, what brought you guys here? Oh, one of our questions on our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Okay, it. fun questions today. I like those. We please, need more. Please so. send us questions. We're running low. <laughs> Shocker. Yeah. Well, uh, we put um, a box up on our stories. We, maybe we'll do it again this week. Just okay. keep Can putting it up every week until we get more questions. So we are introducing a new segment today called Today in Hockey History. Yeah, we'd been missing out on our Black History Month Spotlight series so much that we thought it'd be really fun to start sharing a little tidbit of hockey history on each episode. Um, today's episode is being recorded on March 30th, which is quite the iconic day in hockey history. Yeah. Um, so much has happened on this day over the years. Um, we're only going to share one bit of history today, but we're going to link the article that we found on our stories because it's really worth a read. And yeah, there was just so much fun stuff going on on March 30th and lots of really interesting tidbits of hockey history information. So go check it out. Yeah. So we're going to highlight perhaps the most iconic piece of hockey history. In 1918, the Toronto Arenas, which became the Toronto St. Pats, and then finally the Toronto Maple Leafs, became the first NHL team to win the Stanley Cup. They defeated the Vancouver Millionaires, which is a sick team name. Love that. They defeated them 2-1. So this is the anniversary of the first Stanley Cup winner. Very cool. Very Super cool. cool. It's what started We're getting it lots all. of like St. Pat's Toronto Arena's history in the last couple of episodes. <laughs> I know, right? We talked about them a little bit in our last episode. So go check that out. Talked a little bit about their history. Alrighty. That was fun. Yeah. Stay tuned for more hockey history tidbits. It's fun because like I'm learning a bunch of cool stuff too that I didn't yeah. know. That's what I missed about doing the like Black History Month spotlight because we yeah. learned so much about different players that we wouldn't normally learn about. Yeah. But, um, Alrighty, jumping into our three stars of the week, um, starting out with number three, um, Matt Nieto. Um, throughout his career, Matt Nieto has prioritized philanthropic efforts for families of children's, children with special needs, including donating tickets to Avalanche games so that they can be in attendance. Um, he also does a lot of volunteer work with Special Olympics of Northern California and is involved with their floor hockey program. Um, 
Matt Nieto was actually inspired to support and prioritize these causes because of his sister, Erin, who has Down syndrome and autism. Um, and he's actually donated all of the uniforms for every sports team at the school she's attended as well. So, wow. Um, very cool. And a little bit on his sister, Erin is actually said to be Matt's biggest fan. And despite being nonverbal, she can say 20 words, including Matt's number 83. Oh, um, so sweet. So we can definitely see where he draws the inspiration from. And we think what he's doing is really, really awesome to see. So, oh, that is fabulous. That's just so special. So sweet. Yeah. Aw. Love that for Matt Nieto. All right. Our number two star is another Matt, Matt Boldy. Um, he scored his second hat trick in five games on Monday to propel the Wilds 5-1 to one victory over the Seattle Kraken on Monday night. Um, his first hat trick was against the Caps, so boo. <laughs> <laughs> boo his boo. <laughs> but good for him. We love a hattie. Uh, and needless, needless to say, Matt Boldy is on a tear lately. Um, he scored more goals in March than anyone else in the NHL, scoring 12 goals total. And not to mention that 11 of them were scored after the wild star player uh, Kaprizov was sidelined with a lower body injury on March 8th. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Jumping in on that, like, it's been ridiculously impressive to see how Boldy has stepped up his game to make up for the fact that Kaprizov isn't in the lineup. Um, he's definitely played like a huge key role in helping the Wild achieve their 6-1-2 to one to two record ever since Kaprizov got injured. Um, and a couple other impressive stats about him. Um, in, his, in just his second NHL season, Boldy has already scored three hat tricks to tie for the um, second most in Wild history. Wow. And he also became the fourth U.S.-born player to record three hat tricks before the age of 22. He got a hat trick, hat trick. Yeah, he did. <laughs> Good for him. Props to you, Matt Boldy. We're right. just, we have lots of mats yeah. in our three-star lineup <laughs> <Yeah>. this week. <laughs> He's really stepped up. That's really, really cool. I like to see that. Me too. All right. And finishing off with our number one star, our number one star is combined the Nashville Predators and the Boston Bruins. In their game on Tuesday the 28th, both teams wore decals with the logo of the Covenant School of Nashville on their helmets. Um, the Covenant School was unfortunately a target of gun violence on Monday. Um, the Bruins also held a moment of silence before the game and displayed the names of the victims on the Jumbotron. Um, it was very honorable and heartwarming to see these teams pay respects to the lives lost in this tragedy. Um, and the Predators pulled out the win, which I'm sure felt special too, um, you know, doing that for their city. Um, and they also posted a link to the Caring for Covenant Fund, which is a fundraiser to help care for the victims and families um, of the incident. And so we'll share it in our stories if anyone is interested in donating to help those families out in the wake of this awful, awful tragedy. But that was really cool of the Predators and the Bruins to honor the honor the victims like that. Definitely. Definitely. All right. So that about wraps up this week's episode. This was a fun one. And yeah, you, what? you held on, you made it through, you can rest and recover. <laughs> I'm very surprised that I made it through that one, but, uh, <laughs> all right. So as always, please subscribe on whatever podcast app you're listening on, 
Leave us a rating and a review. It helps us so much. It boosts us in the algorithm and has other people be able to see our podcast and listen to What the Chell just like you. And follow us everywhere at What the Chell Pod. Tweet us, DM us. We always love to talk and we want to hear your questions. Send us some questions and send us your starting lineups and your Crosby versus McDavid pick. We'd love to hear. Yeah. Send us all the things. We'd love to hear you weigh in on this episode. (laughs) Definitely. Thank you guys so much for listening. We love you so, so much. And we will talk to you next week. Bye. Bye.